episode of all the books. That's the correct. The official podcast of the David A. Howe Public Library. 43. Your source for book news, author news, and literary news. All that stuff. Yeah. yeah. I, it took me a second because I couldn't remember what number it was. I know, but you were right. At this it. point, you there's just right so through. many numbers to say now. Yeah, I got to say four and it's then three. Before we started recording, we were just discussing what, what are we going to do for our 50th anniversary. Yeah, Not anniversary. Our 50th episode. Seven weeks? I wonder what that equals out. Where that put us? August, I guess. 52 yeah. is a year. Yeah. And that's when we started recording. That's right. Oh my God, wow, so we're we here. Are, we are do we celebrate our 50th or our one year? Or do oh, we have like a two-week blowout? I, yeah, I think it's a nonstop party. Yeah. That's what I think. <laughs> one year, 50 so, the, Yeah. Yeah. If that equals out, that means we'll be celebrating our 100th episode at around the same time as our two-year anniversary. Wow. Provided we keep going. Yeah. Like we don't kill each other no, in the we process. Won't. We won't. I don't know. And, we'll and see what fans, happens with... Uh, the fans demand it. We'll see what happens with this, today's segment. Yeah. We might okay. not be able to repair each other's relationship here. All right. I, I guess I said that wrong. It made it sound like I'm repairing your marriage. Yeah. And you're repairing my marriage. No. But that's not something we're doing. No, it's not. So we'd be repairing No, it's not. No. We got to keep going. Fans demand so. it. I just was at the, the Wellsville Rotary Club, and the podcast was discussed quite a bit. Yeah. It was the so uh, we, bell of the ball, would you say? That's right. Yeah. So we have some fans. Yeah. We have some fans in the Wellsville Rotary. So we got to keep going. We should come. We should have like those corny sound effects when we say certain things. Yeah, we should. So, like if I had said bell of the ball, we could have like a cowbell yeah. and then a cow go. Yeah. Mmm. Yeah. Do we have the budget for that? You want to Sound effects? Do you want to have our intern work on it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we'll do that. Yeah. Roger, uh, can you get this? Yeah. You can't? <laughs> okay. He's telling me he can't do it. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. All right. We should have screened him. Okay. A little bit better. Remember, listeners, you can find us on iTunes, YouTube's. I almost said SoundCloud, but that's not true. It is. It true. is true. It SoundCloud. Is true. You know what I'm that's thinking? Spotify. You can't find us no, on Spotify. Us. I don't think. You can Unless check. somebody's like a renegade out there putting us on Spotify. Oh my gosh. Are yeah. we being pirated? I that's, don't think so. That is so flattering. Yeah, that would be great. Thank you. And yeah. second, stop. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> don't stop. Get yeah. pirated. Well, at least send us the stats so we can <laughs> claim true. it. Jeez. Uh, yeah, Spotify is what I meant to say. Not Spotify. <laughs> oh my gosh. SoundCloud is what <laughs> I meant oh to boy. hear. Oh boy. Oh boy. So. And iTunes. I mean, I, I, I just see it right on our phone. I don't listen yeah. to any podcast if it's not if I can't download it on my phone. Yeah, so. I understand. Yeah, I'm the same way. Yeah. Uh, and listeners, I just want to give you a heads up that my brother Steve is not with us today. So if you tuned in expecting that, yeah, he's not here. Yeah, he's he, he took he's left us. He took the midnight train back to Michigan. Okay. He wishes it was a train. It was a bus. <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah. He made it alive though. He did make it alive. All so right. thank you. Thank but you. A little bus. dead inside. Yeah. After that long. He saw trip. some stuff. He saw <laughs> yeah. some stuff. <laughs> All He's right. got to testify before a grand jury now for things he saw. On oh, my gosh. So, yeah. That explains why they didn't let him in Canada. I know. Yes. <laughs> Woo. So what do you got going on? You, you in, in life? reading mode? It seems like everything's been so busy. Yeah, I know. Right? Have yeah. you read a lot? Because I, I haven't read very much. What did I say? Last week I, I had finished that Doom book and the... Uh, yeah. Uh, double star book yeah so that was pretty cool and okay. i think i had even finished a comic book somewhere in there. so what do you got this week uh this week i finished lord of light which i talked about last oh, time oh yeah yeah, lord yeah. Of Wait, so this, light. Is the, this is the one where they have the the god names yeah okay. roger uh Zelensky. Yeah. okay um it uh hindi uh religion yeah um like but then you have the main character who's out there to take out the people and he goes by buddha um and again, none of them are gods. There is people who have are higher up, live in a yeah. like floating dome city right. called heaven. Um, and, Confusing. Yeah, don't let the uh, don't let everybody else who lives on the planet, um, you know, have as much have better bodies and yeah, everything when I they understand. switch their minds over using karma and everything. So you liked uh, it? I did like it. It was fun. Okay. It was crazy. It reminded me of a uh, Canticle of 
Leibowitz. Okay. A little bit with the weird like um, meshing of sci-fi and religion and everything. Um, there was something about oh, I didn't realize it when I picked it up, but I picked it up because it was a Hugo winner. But in 1979, it was announced that Lord of Light was going to be made into a like 50 million dollar film, right? Oh yes, it okay. didn't happen. Yeah. Um, they were even planning to make a science fiction theme park in Ooh. Colorado based around Wowzer. it. Okay. Jack Kirby was contracted to produce artwork wow. for the movie, but it didn't happen because of legal problems. But the script and Kirby's like set designs and everything yeah. were acquired by the CIA. And they were used uh, for the Canadian caper, which is where we got the six U.S. diplomats out of the Iranian hostage yeah. crisis, which so, became the movie Argo. Yeah, Argo. Wow. So that's all based on the, that script is is taken from the yeah. book that you just read. Yeah. Oh, that's so I mean, they called it you know a different movie in the uh, I care Argo. Just yeah, like they yeah, they yeah. just called it Argo. <laughs> yeah. But the the pre production oh, stuff. That's cool. It was cool. It's so, clever. I mean, it's clever to use it. It makes it look real. I know. So the book was really good. I gave it four stars. Um, I, I realize it's been a while since I gave a sci-fi book four stars. So Oh, so it's one of the better sci-fis you've read yeah. lately, you're saying. Yeah, okay. man. Cool. So what are I you currently on? Um, I also finished Secret Wars okay. by Jonathan Secret Hickman, Wars. the Marvel yeah. comic that basically yeah. ends the Marvel universe. Yeah. Because unlike DC, Great. which is has been like rebooting since like the 40s, 50s. Yeah. With new continuities, Marvel's been having the same continuity since like 1962 okay. until last year. Okay, straight continuity, and then Secret Wars destroyed the Ultimate Universe and the regular Marvel Universe. Oh. And then Doctor Doom was like God and created a planet called Battle World, where all these different realities were like together and everything. And you think that sounds cool? But like, I don't think it sounds cool. Actually. I think it sounds cool. You get like uh, that's where we got X Men '92. Okay. Uh, so you get all these like different, all the alternate realities that we've ever experienced, yeah. plus our normal stuff on this planet. So we get all these like standalone stories. So we got like Hulk's future and perfect universe somewhere. Okay. We got X Men Inferno and Age of Apocalypse all over the place. But the main series doesn't do anything with it. Hmm. Like for eight issues, seven or eight issues, it's just boring Doctor Doom talking about how he's god and he did things that was good and doctor strange is like yeah it was good we're we're friends now and like <laughs> mr fantastic is there like i'm probably gonna stop him and hmm. the thor you're not, you're not selling this i it, there, it was a bad book i okay. gave it two stars i think i okay. gave it three stars because some every now and then it picked itself up but it was just like with like such a concept i thought it would have been a lot cooler but I guess I guess the fun of it would have been in like all the standalone stuff, you know, okay. like revisiting fun things because the main one was just a slog. Hmm. So I should give it two stars. Three stars seems very. It does. It seems kind. Yeah. I guess we do that differently. I try to think of three stars as like, yeah, okay, it was pretty good. I was good. I liked it. Yeah, I mean that's you know? why I give three. I don't know. I give oh, three okay. stars like it's fine. Okay. Two stars is the I didn't like it. One is I hate it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um. Graphics? Any graphics that you're reading right now? What's Secret Wars? That is a graphic. Yeah, I said. I've got a I've got a whole I'm pile of graphics I need to read sitting okay. at my desk or my in my room. I've got Black Canary to read, the new Batgirl mm. to read, new Gotham Academy to read. Irredeemable. My wife has read all those. I have not read those. You you let me borrow Star Trek Countdown. Oh yeah, that's to read that. That is good. And yeah. uh, Irredeemable, I got to read. But I don't have anything right now. I've got my Kindle. I'm carrying my Kindle because I'm going to read something. I think I'm going to read Caliban's War, which is the sequel to oh. Leviathan's Wake. Oh, okay. So that I can start watching The Uh-oh. Expanse, which is the TV show. Yeah. I know. Sorry, Greg. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh. But we'll see. It's that or going to be 
Maybe, I don't know. It's probably okay. going to be that. Cool. Well, I finished Starship Troopers by Robert Heinlein, but... Save it. My thoughts are my own until we get to the segment. That's so true. don't even try to get any information out of me because you won't oh. get it. Oh. About 20 minutes. That'll, okay. That'll tell you. All right. Eric, I'm not going to tell you. All right. Just stop. You think it's going to be 20 minutes before Just we get to the segment? Ugh. Just kidding. You're badgering it might me. What did you just say? You're badgering me. Oh, boy. Anyway, uh, so I finished that. We'll talk about it later. I also finished DC's Bombshells graphic novel. That's you read the, this? That takes place in like World War II? Yeah, it's World War II. And it's what was just like they were statues, right? Didn't they make statues first? I can't tell I you. I didn't so. understand. I didn't, I didn't know what it was. I thought it was just like art. Yeah. So Yeah, I, I didn't think know that's it what was it was. Story. It's basically it was like a product line, these DC bombshells. And it was like Wonder Woman, uh, Batwoman, Supergirl, Wonder... Uh, They're big female heroes. Yeah, all the big, all the big female heroes. Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy were in there. I don't think they did Wonder Girl, Catwoman, Lois Lane. Yeah. So they took them and they did them in these sort of like, you know, World War II era pinup styles. Right, and like then, the weekend Wonder Woman's like in the parody we can do it. Yeah, those. yeah, yeah, Rosie Riveter stuff. Yeah. But so now they've taken those and they've made a series out of yeah. it. Which is kind of like when they were made the TV show based on the Geico Cavemen. Yeah. You know, yeah. similar. Yeah. But this was very good. It was okay. it was cool. Uh you don't really you get a few hints of like the male characters, but I mean it's basically I would say Batwoman's kind of primary, which is an odd choice, but um, it was really cool. It was worth a read. They, it's you know a totally reimagined world and universe, but um, it really seemed like they stayed true to the characters and just put them in this totally different way. And it was they, they form a team called Bombshells. You know? Nice. So anyway, we have that in our graphic novel collection. It's still new. Yeah. I just returned it, so it's up for grabs. Cool. Check it out. Uh, currently, I'm I'm going back to Fourteenth Deadly Sin because I put it down to finish uh, Starship Patterson. But I'm going back to that with, uh, uh, yeah, Patterson, Maxine Pietro. What's the and 14th Deadly Sin? It's just wanting to borrow your neighbor's bike without asking? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I thought so. Yeah, it's when you, like, drop something. Okay. Ah, oh, I just committed the 14th, oh, 14th Deadly, Deadly Sin. Sin. Yeah, so you don't want yeah. to do that. Graphics, I'm reading uh, Green Hornet number three, Idols. This is the first of this series not written or when, based when on... When are we going to get old Nick back? I'm right here, The man. Nick reading, the Nick who doesn't read... All these Green Hornet comics. Mm, sorry. So. Well, this is Volume 3, Idols, now written by Kevin Smith. It's just like a continuation of this, his story that wrapped in have, Volume 2. Have you always so. been keen to, like, pulpy stories yes. like that? Like the Dick Tracy? Absolutely. The, yeah. I mean, yeah, I know you like always. Batman and Superman from that era, but I, like, I didn't know if you no, were like, the I've Phantom, always... the Shadow. Yeah, well, I actually don't know much about the Phantom and the Shadow, but <laughs> I love that era. Okay. I mean, I, I have, that's most of my comic books that I have. Mm-hmm. When I'd go to the comic book store, I would like dig through the cheapy ones and just find <laughs> the old Silver Age, you know, from hmm. that era. So did yes, you... always same with Archie. That's where my love for Archie comes from. Did you um, did you ever see the Phantom or the Shadow? The movies they made? No, I've seen the Shadow, but the Phantom's on Netflix, so I got to watch it. it Billy's bad. Billy's, Billy's Zane, Zane, yeah. the Phantom. And the yeah. Shadow's Alec Baldwin, right? right. Yeah, boy, yeah. I bet he thought that was going to be something. Good. Right. Well, it's weird because like Batman came out. And, like, they greenlit all these comic book movies, but, like, they weren't thinking, like, oh, Batman is a comic book character. They were thinking yeah. Batman was, like, an old pulp radio yeah. hero that all the, like, the producers had yeah. grown up with. So it was just, like... Oh, that's wild to think of. To think that Tim Burton's Batman is the reason we got the Shadow yeah. and the Rocketeer and well, stuff. Well, just to think... I mean, you're right. That was the landscape. People yeah. weren't like, it's Batman. They were yeah. like, oh, right, yeah. yeah. You know. They weren't, like, from the comic Silly. books. I yeah. mean, like, we didn't even have the animated series at that point. Yeah, no, so. that's true. It's weird. That's true. I, mean, I guess really. it's kind of a blessing we didn't get like 1990s Spider-Man and 
yeah. Superman stuff. It's like true. the effects would have been pretty pretty rough to get through. Yeah. Did su- the Superman films did they push into the nineties? No. no. Four was Superman in the eighties somewhere. Was, yeah. yeah, yeah, late eighties. So <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Yeah. It, outside of uh, outside of Blade and Batman, I'm pretty sure all the nineties ones were pulpy. And the mask. Yeah. The mask counts. Yeah, so. it certainly does. <laughs> oh. And Spawn. Yeah, we got a lot of, like, 90... Like, it was the 40s pulpy ones and, like, the 90s, like, grimdark ones. Yeah. Like, barbed wire. Yeah. And, uh... So is The Shadow dread. good, Alec Baldwin? Yeah, The Shadow is Alec Baldwin. It, but is it good? Mm, is it, like, fun? It's probably fine. Okay. I, I watched it. It's not bad. It's probably not as bad as it could be. Um, okay. Tim Curry's in curious. it. Oh, well, I mean, right there. He's not the bad guy, okay, though. But he's a bad guy. Okay. Jennifer Connelly's in it, so it's not worth your time. Really? Yeah. Oh, she's also in Rocketeer. No, she's not in. Oh, she's not in it. Right. Oh, okay. I understand. If it doesn't star Jennifer Connelly, Wait, it's not worth your time. Timothy Dalton in it? No. Again, that's the Rocketeer. Yeah. Okay, you're right. Okay. I just had a. Who, who's right the guy right. from Rocketeer? Who's the Rocketeer? Billy Campbell. Okay. I don't know. Boy. I said that, and then I was not confident yeah. on it, but I'm pretty sure. I loved The Rocketeer, but I've never read any Rocketeer comics. Have you? All right. No. Hmm. All right. All right. That was a weird tangent we got on. No, I loved it. <laughs> so did our listeners. <laughs> yes, it is Billy Campbell and The Rocketeer. All right. So take that. Yeah. People That's a pretty fun one. Could, people thought they could trip me up, but they couldn't. Who Who's the people? You know who. Oh. All right. Anyway... So there's the, there's the, are we done with bookmark? Yeah. All right. So we're on to so. book news. Yeah, book news. Okay. Do you want to start? Sure. Man, this is a low key episode. I know. We gotta we're like just, inject yeah. some adrenaline to this. Easy, like. Hold on, I'm gonna slap you in the face. Okay. Do you want me to call my brother Steve? <laughs> oh, you know I don't. <laughs> I know. You're right. After last time, yeah. What was it we were even fighting about? Well, that was in the segment that we recorded for a later date. You oh, guys got that's into right. A bit of a fight. No, so there was something else I got give anything away. Oh well, I asked him a question outside of the segment. After the segment, I was like, "What do you think, Steve?" And you were like, "No, this uh, is not his time." That's true. So yeah. Anyway, he he wept, but no, he's good. He's fine. He's okay. So here's what we got, uh, our advance notices, okay? So we're talking, uh, ooh, we're pushing late into August now. So this is an odd one. I have to do a little research on an this. An odd Thomas one? No. An I'm odds a... against one? Mm-mm, that's Dick Francis. An and... odd... Go, yeah, no, Odd please. man out yeah. one? Oh, I'm wow. sorry. I'm actually really impressed that you came up with something, though. <laughs> that was good. Uh, George Martin. George, I'm sorry. George Err. Oh, George Martin. R. R. Martin, sure. Yeah. It's not Has... Game of Thrones 6. It's not Game of Thrones 6. No, no. It's uh, it's called High Stakes Short Stories. So this is part of the Wild Card series. You know anything oh, about this? Oh, yeah. That's okay. like the uh, the fighter plane one. I just didn't understand it all. So I looked it up, and it says, it's a science fiction and superhero anthology series set in a shared universe. Yeah. The series was created by a group of New Mexico science fiction authors, mm-hmm. but is mostly pulled together and edited by best-selling author George R.R. R. Martin, yeah. with assistance by Melinda Snodgrass. I think there's only one collection so far. This is... Maybe this I'm says, wrong. 2026. 20, Whoo! Never mind. Yeah. Well, so for I, they. Yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot apparently, but I don't really understand how they. Uh, how they work out? Like when you look at the old stuff, it's like, it's confusing. So if you like something that has sort of a sci-fi tinge that George Martin sort of touched, <laughs> then you can you can check right. out High Stakes, not the next Game of Thrones. Right. No. Probably they're putting that out right now, so people will knee jerk and get it, but. <laughs> So that's coming out August 23rd. Fern Michaels fans, Crash and Burn. No, I'm not. That's not a command. I'm not telling. Wow. I'm not wow. telling. Take that, Fern Michaels fans. Fern Michaels fans to Crash and Burn. But the name of her next book coming out is called Crash and Burn. What did you just say about her fans? What? 
Just no, they don't have to crash and burn. Okay. All right, so this is book number... Oh, this is book 27. All right, so whatever. <laughs> book 27 in the Sisterhood series. The Sisterhood, a group of women from all walks of life bound by friendship and a quest for justice. Armed with vast resources, top-notch expertise, and a loyal network of allies around the globe, the Sisterhood will not rest until every wrong is made right. Cool. The Sisterhood. Yeah. Book 27. All right. Uh, coming out August 30th, we have from Linda Lowell Miller. That's Lowell, I think... Boy. Yeah. She has got a new one coming out. This is the second in her Carson's of Mustang Creek series. So these Carson! are these are like contemporary romances, but with sort of a Western setting. All so romances are he's, contemporary. I know. He's in the middle of the three Carson brothers and is as stubborn as they come. And he won't t- thank a beautiful stranger for getting in his way. <gasps> Does That's anybody fall in love with a beautiful stranger? Let me just <laughs> Yeah. He's the middle of the three Carson brothers and is as stubborn as they come, and he won't thank a beautiful stranger for getting in his way. No, that's just as awkward the second time I read it. Yeah. I thought I was missing something. Is well, Beautiful that's... Stranger in the first Austin Powers? Second. Second Austin Spine Powers. Shagmy. So what's yeah, the yeah. one that he goes when he's like all sad about being in the future? What's the song that plays during that? Oh. Is that Bacharach? Is that a Burt No, Bacharach? that's in the second one. Where he's like, Mr. Burt Bacharach. That's when him and uh, Heather Graham dance. Mm, whatever. Are you I sure it's know. not a be- the first one? No, Beautiful Strangers, the second one. Mm, yeah. I don't all, know. All right. All right. Well, we'll he's all like, you we'll know, he's, he's we'll there watching like the Berlin Wall fall down, and Elizabeth yeah. uh, Hurley is all like, I forget you're, yeah. you missed out. She didn't like him. No, Elizabeth Hurley is Vanessa. It's Mimi Rogers who plays her mother who like moved on past him. She wouldn't talk to him, I remember. Right. No, but. This is the worst, I, you, no, the worst you're not, conversation no. I've ever had. No, he goes out. He, him and Vanessa have a fight. Yeah. Austin Powers goes out and just kind of is like, oh, I'm, I'm in the future and it's kind of weird now. Oh, and okay. he like stays up late watching yeah. all those things like the moon landing and all yeah. that stuff. He's like, whoa. And Puts she, that CD on his little record player. Yeah. Classic. Uh, large print coming out in September. <laughs> that was the worst this, Austin Powers conversation we've adorable. ever had. Do you want to talk about Austin Powers more? No, I'm just saying that like, the first usually we have a final Second conversation. Anyway, go okay. on. Well, thanks for drawing attention to it. Yeah. <laughs> this will cheer us up. Okay. Uh, Melanie Travis, book 19. So this is by Lorianne Berenson. So part of her Melanie Travis series, again, book 19, called Live and Let Growl. Huh. That's got fun. a dog. It's got a dog in the cover. He's got his yeah. head cocked. It's adorable. I love it. Uh, if you like dogs, you'll love Lorianne Berenson's Melanie Travis Mysteries, says Joanne Fluke. So. When her Aunt Peg lands a gig as a judge at a Kentucky dog show, Melanie Travis welcomes the opportunity for a road trip. Too bad a killer has planned a deadly detour. So. And then there's dogs. Um... Next, we have, from Shelley Shepard Gray, the first in a new series, and uh, this is large print, The Loyal Heart. Robert came to Galveston to fulfill his promise to a dying man and look after his widow. He didn't expect to find love in the unlikeliest of places. So this is the dying man's widow. Right. Not Robert's widow. Okay. So, because that wouldn't make sense. Otherwise, it's a ghost story, and I'm totally in. But <laughs> it's not. It's not. So anyway, those are our large print titles coming out in September. Okay. So what do we have coming out now, buddy? I think it's what the world needs now. That's what I said, Burt Bacharach. Yeah. yeah. So I think you're right. Yeah. Sorry, man. Beautiful Stranger must be from the yeah, it is. second one. There I you go. That it is. You know, I used to love the second one. I remember seeing it, and I thought it was like the greatest. But when you rewatched it, well, the first one is... I didn't see the first one when worse. I saw the second one. The second one was the first Austin Powers I had oh, seen. Oh, okay. And 
I, I died. So all the jokes were fresh. Yeah, yeah. It was it was like the funniest thing. My yeah. that was nineteen ninety nine or yeah. I had seen it, so I'd be thirteen. It was yeah. the funniest thing my thirteen year old self had yeah. ever it seen. It is hilarious. I have very vivid memories of going to see the second one with my friends, Alicia and Rochelle, and we were the only ones in the whole theater. Yeah. And we just died. The one the scene where uh, Dr. Evil is uh, asking for all the money and he keeps like shushing and other stuff to the United Nations. I was just like, I was dead. It's too much. Anyway. All right. So everything I'm about to announce, all all the book news I have, is coming out June 14th. Okay. So that's your birthday, right? No. Huh. No one's. It's almost my wife's birthday. I don't but Sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Bring her up every episode. I know. I'm sorry. Like we're, very, we're very close. We're very close. <laughs> that's good. Spend a lot of time together. Yeah, that's good. Good for your son as well. Yeah, so. yeah, he likes it. All right. Um, June 14th, The Outlander Kitchen, the official Outlander Companion Cookbook Ooh. by Teresa Carly Sanders. We got the uh, Walking Dead cookbook in our collection, right? Yeah. Yeah, so maybe we should get this one too. Okay. There's a forward by... Uh, gabbled on so i guess this says post-war britain to 18th century scotland and france i really thought this was like in a fantasy world i've never known that was like i thought it was like a game of thrones kind of like yeah is it britain you know i don't know i don't understand the outlander universe so all right i wish we had like i wish our intern could like research this roger can you look that up (laughs) he's giving me the finger roger please (laughs) we gotta start paying him all right that's the last uh Nonfiction. This is how bad nonfiction was. That is the was. last nonfiction ever. Yeah, ever met. Wow. I, no. Oh my gosh. That's how bad this week is for nonfiction releases. Even I couldn't find anything besides the Outlander cookbook to bring up. However, mm-hmm. this book I'm about to say might be nonfiction, but I didn't feel like researching it enough. It might boy. be like historical fiction. Oh, I don't boy. know. The, the Audacious Crimes of Colonel Blood, the spy who stole the crown jewels and became the king's secret agent. Well, I, yeah, I think that's real. Is that real? Yeah. Best-selling historian paints a vivid portrait of a double agent bent on ambiguous political... I'm not doing this. Anyway, now I'm definitely done with nonfiction. Okay. So we got The Girls, a novel by Emma Klein. She sounds familiar. I don't know. So does the name Cookie Monster. Well, yeah. Nope, this is the only book she's ever written. You know Cookie Monster is like way into vegetables now? Yeah, I don't like it. It's so annoying. My son has this little train and it's Cookie Monster. And he's like, oh, eating veggie snacks on the train. Crunchy veggie snacks. And that's all he talks about. And then at the end of like, because he says different things, one of the times he's like, well, maybe I'll have a cookie later. It's like, okay. (laughs) No Cookie Monster. All you eat is cookies. All right. Let's blame obesity on Cookie Monster. I know, right? Jeez. For heaven's sakes. Jog. Bay of Size, Guardians Trilogy by Nora Roberts. This is book two of three. Okay. Um, that's, can I tell you that's her looks new like thing? looks like a Disney That is like, she thing. is all about the trilogies these days. Is she Nora didn't, Roberts? Yeah, it didn't used to be that way, but like every time I was just pulling some books for one of our outreach programs and I grabbed a Nora Roberts book and it was like, you know, book two in the Sister Wives trilogy or whatever. <laughs> and they're all like that. It's so hard, so I don't yeah. know why. They jump on the trilogy boat. Why Nora her Roberts. publishers or whatever are saying this yeah. is the way to go, but makes it hard to follow for readers. We'll just read book one first. Well, I know. Makes it but easy then, if you ask me. No, it used to be like, it seems like all her books were just standalone. Oh, yeah. So you could pick them up and read it. Now it's like, you know, every book you pick up, every book you pick up yeah. is like part of a series. Yeah. It's frustrating. All right. Not for me. I don't read Nora Roberts. Yeah, that's true. Um, here's to Us by Ellen Hildebrand. Yeah. Here's to Us. Uh, th- ooh. Three romantic rivals, Uh-oh. one crowded house. Oh no! Plenty of room for jealousy. Oh my goodness! So if the room's so crowded, how do they have room for jealousy? Where are they putting that? 
It's just hanging out. It's just like yeah. sleep on the couch. Or something. <laughs> um, it's one of those covers where there's three people just sitting on the beach looking out to the ocean. Yes. And I miss the beach. I've read an Ellen Hildebrand. I think the beach right. may contain some of my spirit. Really? Yeah. I'm going to get it a little bit hippie here. I think the Atlantic Ocean has claimed to some of my soul. And when I'm away from hmm. it, I think I start wilting away like a okay. flower unwatered. So would you say like 5% of yeah. your soul? 5%. Okay. 10%. Then, 10%'s what? Maybe 10%. Oh, it's 10%. Yeah. Okay. So that leaves like uh, like 85% for League of Legends. Is that right? <laughs> I, no. League oh. of Legends is uninstalled off my computer right now. Oh, congratulations. I've been playing other stuff. Oh. It's <laughs> It's it's funny though, like okay, I'll spend. Well, I'm like, off crack, but I'm way into heroin. I I play a lot of League of Legends and get nothing else done. I don't practice guitar. I don't do anything else. I uninstall League of Legends and like suddenly you got time on your hands. I end up beating like three other video games that have been sitting on my computer forever. Yeah, so, doesn't seem so. Yeah, it's productive. Yeah, I find that same thing with uh, keeping up with personal relationships. It's like as soon as I just. Stop doing it. I have all the time in the world. You know what I mean? I can read. I can take right. a nice bubble bath. But. Uh, foreign Agent. It's a thriller. Of Scott Havath. Harvath? <laughs> Harvath, you. I think it's Harvath. Anyway, it's the by Brad one. Thor. Oh, Brad Thor. Uh, Do you not like Brad Thor? Uh, no. I've tried a couple times. Not my, not my scene. Isn't he like in hot water right now for saying something? There's, yeah, there is something. He oh. said, made some sort of like vague threats against Donald Trump. It was confusing. Yeah. Or Okay. Well, anyway... Brad Thor's out there, and he's got a new book. Mm-hmm. He might be causing trouble. You may, you, he's a rabble rouser. He's he rousing is rebel. so against self-publishing, though. Is he really? You should read his wow his comments on self-published authors. Uh, it's funny, which is funny though, because if you think of like movies, like independent films uh-huh. are thought of as like artsy and like okay. aspirational, you know? Yeah. But then you think of like self-published book, and it's not the same thing. Yeah. But then you can't have a lot of spelling errors in a film. True. So that's true. So, uh, next book: Tom Clancy, Duty and Honor, a Jack Ryan Jr. novel. Oh, Jr. Man, Grant Blackwood. Nick, you and I are old enough now that there's a Jack Ryan Jr. Yeah, and not like a fun cartoon spinoff like I, James Bond Jr. I changed his diapers. How do you think I feel? <laughs> so old. All right, I got two more. You ready? Yeah. Liberty's Last Stand by your favorite author, friend of your family, I believe, uh-huh. Stephen Coons. Nope, don't know. I've never read him. What? You guys, no. were, you guys were hung out for Easter last year. No. Yes, you know did. What, you no, what did you do for Easter last year? I was just year? home for Easter with my family. Oh. What did yeah. I do for Easter? Oh. You hung out with Stephen Koontz, if I recall. Yeah, that's right. We went to Anime Boston. Okay. Uh, did he last... like it? I don't think he had Doesn't a good time. I don't think it's really a scene. I think, he, I think he said something about like all the cosplayers having too much time on their hands. And mm. You know how much I hate yeah, that that's phrase. Dumb. That's annoying. So... Um, Stephen Koontz, you sure have written a lot of books. Looks like you have too much time on your hands. Okay. Man, I can't believe that bit turned into an insult against Stephen Koontz. All right, you ready for the last book? Yeah. All right. The Long Cosmos by your personal friends, uh, friends you went to college with, I believe. Why are you doing this? Terry Pratchett and Stephen Baxter. Why are you doing this? (laughs) Didn't Terry Pratchett passed away? That's what I said. I said that before. I don't know, man. He did. I know that he did. <laughs> so it's probably posthumous, or you know, it's got another author connected to it. So. Well, I mean, I, yeah, I said Stephen Baxter. Yeah. So I mean, they wrote it together. Um, yeah. Oh, I know that series. Yeah, yeah. So, My wife likes the that Long series. Mars. Uh, yeah, uh, I haven't the read the Long it. Earth and everything. Yeah. Oh, your wife reads that series? Yeah, she does. I'll have to ask her. Well, you'll have to ask her what she thinks of it. She loves it. Really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll have to ask her if I should read it. 
Okay. So it's like four books in now? Mm-hmm. Okay. You are super committed to telling me about the long cosmos. What? No, I'm kidding. What do you need? You ready me? for the New York Times bestsellers list, man? Whatever you want. Yeah, it I'm ready. It is your favorite part. It of is my the favorite show. part. I know. I'm excited. All right, so I'm going to read hardcover fiction, the best selling according to New York Times. However, no. Um, ten. Start with ten. Right. The okay. combined print and ebook fiction number one is Me Before You again. Okay. So because right. of the movie, Creeping are you going to go see there. that movie? I'd probably, probably see, it on, probably see it on DVD. Do people still watch DVDs? I watch it on DVD. Yeah, people still do that. We get it on Laserdisc. Mm, no. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to get it. Hey, can I tell you something? This uh-huh. is so off topic, you're not even going to care. Yeah. At this yard sale I went oh, to, boy. I got this record player. That's true. It also has an 8-track player. Right. And uh, I got it working. The 8-track player? I got the 8-track player. And the record player works, but the drop-down feature is not quite right, but I'm still working on it. But okay. I didn't have any 8-tracks, uh-huh. but I found some at a thrift store and two of them didn't work but one of them did and it was the Bee Gees and I put it in and we're listening to it and I'm like this does not sound like the Bee Gees this doesn't sound like the Bee Gees at all and then I start seeing my, my woman of Tokyo and I'm like well that's not the Bee Gees so it's deep purple so at some point somebody <laughs> took these eight tracks apart it put the deep purple reel inside that's of hilarious. the Bee Gees tape so long wow. story short my player works and I kind of like deep purple all right there you go okay uh, wait, so did they start playing Smoke on the Water? You're like, I didn't know the yeah. Bee Gees covered <laughs> yeah, pretty this. pretty much. I was like, man, this is a weird period for the Bee Gees. <laughs> <laughs> You're a weird Bye, woman. Okay. Sorry. All right, so now the New York Times bestseller, hardcover fiction. Okay. Number 13. Stop it. Don't. The Nightingale. Don't. Kristen Hanna. <laughs> Why do you do this? I'm sorry. Number 12, All the Light We Cannot See by <laughs> Anthony Dewar. You're not sorry. All right. Do you I'll know go. what sorry means? Yeah. Like, is fun getting into sorry? No. That's a great game, but no. <laughs> now that's trouble. The theme I just sang. Oh. It's fun getting into trouble. That's part cheesy. Don't wake daddy. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's like a really dark game when you think about it. Because like, I think like the dad gets up and kills the kids at the end oh of the gosh, game. You really think like so? if he wakes up. Wow. Like, don't wake dad. Wow. Kill us. That, what about, remember Shark Attack? Remember that? Yeah. The shark would like go around the yeah. boards. Yeah. Ooh, scary stuff. Yeah. Scary stuff. Yeah. And Mousetrap, like, you'd be a bunch of mice, and all of a sudden you realize you're bankrupt and you have to mortgage your house, and so you go live in a dump? No. That's not how it works. <laughs> that right. isn't how it works at all. All right. Number 10, The Nest by Cynthia Dieprex Sweeney. Hey. That's, that's been doing pretty well for, like, it uh, has, yeah. just the standalone kind oh, of thing. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. Number, <laughs> number nine. It's down to 10. The Last Mile by David Baldacci. Baldacci, which we have in the house. I just called a hold on it today, so hmm. you're waiting on that one. It's yeah. coming your way. Uh, number eight, The Weekenders by Mary Kay Andrews. Mm. Number seven, A Hero of France by Alan First. Mm. Uh, the Fifteenth Affair by Alan Second. No. No. <laughs> Just kidding. It's by James Patterson and Maxine Pietro. Okay. Number five is After You. Oh. That's Jojo Moyes. Oh, so no, no. it's the sequel. Remember, I missed the days when you were like, Jerry, Jerry, Marge. Yeah, boy. You didn't mean to, but you said it. Oh. Can you say it once for old time's sake? Oh, my gosh. Okay. Don't, are you, are you don't okay? read the description to After You. Okay. Spoiler warnings. Okay. Thank you for telling me that, because I do want to read it. After You or bef- Me Before You? Oh, well, I'm going to read Before You, Before After You. Huh. All right. Number four. Uh-huh. Girl on the Train, Paula Hawkins. Yeah. People still buying the hardcover. Man, she's so sick hardcover, of those mother... Hardcover, so... What? Nothing. She's so sick of what? I was thinking about snakes. On, a, on yeah. the train. Yeah. yeah. Uh, number three. All Summer Long by Dorothy Benton Frank. Hmm. Can I be Dorothy, Dorothy Benton Frank with you? I've never read one of those books. Okay. Um, number two, Before the Fall by Noah Harley. After the Fall? 
No, before. Oh, before the fall. You, you didn't listen okay. at all. So, All right, number one. Okay. New this week, new to us, uh, friend of your father's, I believe, Emperor's Revenge by Clive Cussler and Boyd Morrison. Stephen King is not on this list? Should he be? That's crazy. Well, no, it, he'll probably be on it next week. Oh, okay. So, the way it works. Okay. Because <laughs> I was going to say. Because got the new one, right? Yeah, end of watch. Yeah, they... Well, yeah, that'll probably be next week. Okay, when we do it. All right. You, hey, you, what's your prediction? Where do you think it's going to come in? You think it's going to be number one? Yeah. You do think it's going to be number one? Yeah. What else would be number one? I don't Clive know. Clive Cussler? I don't know. Me before you? I don't know. I'm surprised. I feel like there's a, he's waning in popularity just a little bit. Stephen King? Yeah, because our new book came in, and, and it, doesn't have a hold. it doesn't have any holds on it. Yeah. It's just sitting there. Anybody can yeah. take it. And the same thing happened last time. Ooh. And I think it also happened with Revival. So either Wellsville well, is not happening with big into Stephen King, but I don't know. No. Anyway, yeah. I'm excited to read that one. I'm sure I'm in Maine is like flying off the shelves. Oh, yeah, in Maine yeah. it's big. Yeah, people are trading business. at least two lobsters either for each like, copy I'm of so the book. I'm so sick of reading Stephen King. <laughs> Was that Maybe. your Maine? Yeah. It's, a little, it's, a little, it's like a little Boston, but more annoying. Did you think that was you Boston? Know? No, I was. it's a play on Boston. Did you just say Boston was annoying? No, I said the main accent. A Boston accent is, is one like of the most beautiful Boston accents a woman can have. And a man. Wow. All, either gender. Okay. And if there was if there's a third non-binary option, it's well, also I hope that you settle down with a beautiful speaking Bostonian male <laughs> and have a I great love life so together. Much. <laughs> Get over here, gorgeous. I love you. You're making my mouth water. <laughs> Uh, I made dinner. <laughs> Get to the harbor. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Yeah. This should be like an... Oh, I was about to say there is a Boston action film, though. Um, there is? The town. The town. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. We got to rob this bank. I'm oh, not man. kidding. <laughs> Who's driving the getaway car? <laughs> you better have gotten gas. Where'd you park? <laughs> I'm freaking serious. <laughs> I got so many bills in here. The, the largest denominations. <laughs> You're telling me that's not as beautiful as the French accent. You're right. You're right. So, it's just like it's just a beautiful, yeah. like syrupy liquid sound. I love it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's like a, a verbal Zen garden. Yeah. If your wife didn't have a Boston accent, you guys wouldn't be fighting all the time. That, you're right. So you're right. Also, I don't understand she... that joke on so many levels, but I'm with you. I'm with you. Because <laughs> you're always fighting. You're always oh, like, oh, oh, I'm yeah. so mad right. at you. You don't have a Boston accent. Yeah, I'm fighting about her lack of a Boston accent. Right. She's like, so... I'm sorry. I'm trying. <laughs> like, what is that supposed to be? That's like a weak Wisconsin. Stop it. So. Uh, yeah. Yep. <sighs> anyway. All right. So Boston. What's the next segment? Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think we're going to move on to our, our actual segment. But before we do that, I'm going to just take a little peek at the mailbag because we got a suggestion on Twitter. And uh, I liked it. It sounded like interesting. It. You don't like it? I haven't read it. Oh, you haven't read it. Whoever this is. Oh, well, okay. How dare you? So it's the Burf who uh-huh. we spoke last week. Yeah. He's he's rivaling our top listeners. He's he's in yeah. it to win it. Yeah. He's it's like he's here with us in the room. Yeah. It's like I can just I can hear his voice. You can smell him. Just right here in the room. Yeah. Uh he says, All the book show, uh, I would I'd love a segment on the experience of growing up with a series, i.e. Harry Potter. <laughs> Animorphs. But what's this like with non YA? So that'd be interesting. That would be interesting. What's this like with non YA? Yeah, with not I mean Harry Potter's a YA example. So like what would it be if it wasn't a YA example? I guess that would be your wife and um, her sisters with uh, the Wheel Wheel of Time Time. series, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's that's the the only one I can think of. You'd have to think of, like, long-running adult ones. to delve deep. So, 
Oh, yeah, I don't know what I what I would talk about besides I don't animals. Know. I think that's an interesting suggestion. And folks, yeah. we do love getting suggestions yeah. for for spotlights or for just yeah. topics like this. We're always looking for stuff. So send it in. You can send it to at all the book show on Twitter. You can David A. Howe Public Library us on Facebook. Let's do it. Wellsville at stls.org to email us. I love it. You can just you can Any- come you can come to Wellsville and just stand on Main Street yeah. and just call us. Yeah, we'll you can you. Uh, you can nail your ninety five thesis of uh, spotlight ideas yeah. on our library door. Wow, right? That's a it's an iconic religious moment. I guess so. Yeah. So yeah, not just in this case. It's just nailing talking, ideas just on yeah, our door. Yeah, totally. actually, don't yeah, nail don't, anything to our door. Please doors. don't damage the door. Oh, though. Very, I've seen the bills. They're very expensive. Yeah, those right. doors are very expensive. Yeah, we'll do it. Any any chance for me to talk about animorphs? Man, I miss those days. Remember, you were always like the Animorphs, and I was always like Joyce Carol Oates. Yeah, early days. Yeah, yep. early days. It was a simpler time. We moved on. It was a simpler we have other time. interests now. When I think about think about all the things that were happening back. Yeah, August 2015. I yeah. just just say it. Yeah, you know, so long ago. But I, I wonder how many more times I'm going to say yeah in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, today, uh, joining us in the studio is my brother Steve. We'll be no. speaking of. Oh, sorry. <laughs> All right, but we, are we going to talk about Michael Connolly again? I don't think so. Oh, okay. So, all right, what do you want to talk about? Let's just do the segment. Oh, the one we planned. Damn, this is weird. The one we planned. This is ahead what happens when I try to do something. Oh, okay, all right. So here's Stop what. Stop it, here's Eric! What's You're ruining the segment. <laughs> uh, so long ago. What feels like an eternity now. I know. I don't think we planned for it to be this long. We didn't. We're just not committed to long. each other's friendship. No, we're just busy, busy folks. We're just. Reading oh, right. Stuff. That's the, that's what I meant to say. Yeah. I don't know er- why I Eric confided me that it is difficult for because I mean part of your soul is already dedicated to the ocean, to the ocean, right, sure. other to video games, <laughs> and then the portion you have left it eats away at it to be forced to read things when you want to read other things. That's true. So I understand. Yeah, I understand. I think uh-huh. I'm just better at it. Yeah, but I do understand. Okay. So I think that's what happened. We both like, with so many different things to read, and then we were like, oh wait. Yeah. So we remembered and we did it, and I'm glad we did because I yeah. got to tell you. I enjoyed this book. Yeah. But for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, because we haven't said it yet. Many months ago. Eric and I decided that we would choose a book for each other, yeah. have the other person read it, and then we would get back together we to converge. discuss. So let me ask you this. Uh-huh. When you chose your book for me, uh-huh. were you choosing something that you like and so you want me to experience? Or were you thinking of books that you've read that you think that I would like? You think that I would like it, or you like it and you just want me to read it? And you know I wouldn't otherwise. See, Which one? I... I don't remember. I don't. Okay. I don't know if I thought you would like it or not. Okay. I think it's great, and yeah. it's one of my all-time favorites. I yeah. think I was trying to think of like my all-time like favorite sci-fi books that okay. you haven't read that might have like the best chance okay. of being like. So, did you want to give me a sci-fi book for any particular reason? Yeah. I'll okay. Own. So you wanted sci-fi. Yeah. Okay. I almost gave you a sci-fi one this time too, Interesting. but I chose not to. You chose not I to. Gave you a break. All right. So. In the old switcheroo here, mm-hmm. uh, Eric gave me, as I mentioned earlier, Starship Troopers by Robert Heinlein, and yeah. I am showing you it. Gotta, you got to say the A. That's important. What? Robert A. Heinlein. Robert A. Heinlein. Is yeah. there more than one? I don't know. You just have to say it. You just do, yeah. Okay. Just like George R. R. Martin. Yeah. There's no other George it, Martin. There's many George Martins, like the Beatles famed producer. Who no. Just, no. Okay. All, right. well, all George Martins are the same. Really? Just one entity. Oh, my gosh. Just writing Game of Thrones and producing the George Beatles. George R.R. Martin does kind of look like he contains multiple entities. Wow. <laughs> Under the... Whoa. 
<laughs> Too far. Oh, sorry. Uh, anyway, George R. R. Martin's people are coming after you. Are they really? He kind of looks like a sea captain. I'm though, flattered with that his hat. Listened. He does look like a sea captain, a retired sea captain. Yeah, like he's got a what, what's the dog? He doesn't the, have a lot of big, sea captaining left. The, the big bear sized dog, oh, the black yeah. one, like a sheltie. No, no, a sheltie's a very small dog. <laughs> uh, I always say it wrong. Not a Newfoundland. Okay, a Newfoundland. Sure, a, Newf- a Newfie. Yeah. Okay. All right. He looks like he he should have a Newfie. Anyway. George R. R. Martin is irrelevant to our discussion. Mm. But Eric gave me Starship Troopers by Robert A. Heinlein. Yeah. Now, for you, I was trying to think of things that I love, like things that are in my top tier, uh-huh. but things that I thought that you would like. Yeah. And I did go with like a not genre. Yeah. You know, I went just like straight up. Yeah. And I wasn't sure how you were going to feel about it, but I gave Eric uh, the, the Pleasure, Pleasure of My Company. The Pleasure of My Company by Steve Martini. Just Steve Martin. Steve Martin. Now I'm all confused. Legal fiction. Steve Martin, who's a wild and crazy guy. Right. So how come this was all about, like, the courtroom? Did I read the wrong book? Did you read a Steve Martini book? No. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That actually would have been hilarious. Would it have been? A little bit. Yeah, The Pleasure of My Company by Steve Martini. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway. Do you enjoy The Pleasure of My Company? Objection! My Company. All right, so, Eric, talk to me a little bit before we get into this. First, just give give me a brief. This is what I like to do in book clubs. I like to know right off the bat. What do you think? Just a simple one sentence. The pleasure of my company? Yeah. Uh, I liked it. I gave it four stars. Okay. See, I liked, I liked Starship Troopers. I liked it much more than I thought it would. Yeah, you gave it three stars. I'll let it explain why. Okay. All right. So, Man, I saw that and you were like, this was a new- I read your review first. I'm like, yeah. great. And then I yeah. saw your review and I'm like, the heck? Who does this guy think he <laughs> is? All right. But Fine. we've already talked about you and I are so different with our Goodreads stars. We are. We are. So... Because because I all think right, your so, three stars is my four stars sometimes. I think it probably is. And your two stars are my yeah. five stars. Yeah. I don't understand. Here's the thing. I I liked it and I, I liked the character. I liked the main character. But it felt like the reason why I didn't push it up to four stars is because it felt like it was very like narrow in its theme. And I got the theme and I liked the theme, but I just you know, I wanted a little bit more like outside. But that's not the point. You know, mm-hmm. the point is that he's this you know he's this cog that he's this part of this thing yeah. that's like beyond himself and yeah. his, his role in that is very important so yeah. i understand why mm-hmm. it just affected like how how uh like compelling i found the book to be okay. but i liked it that's not to say okay. i didn't like it i particularly liked it i think okay so anyway uh tell me tell me why don't you start tell me about starship troopers where, where you found it why you read it i found it at a local library when i was living in great barrington Massachusetts. Okay. Well, Sheffield, Massachusetts. Okay. I just don't like saying Sheffield because you're always like, Mr. Sheffield! I'm not going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So. And you've never been like, Mr. Great Barrington! That's true. I could. <laughs> the plum is here! <laughs> so. I could try. All right. So I, uh, when I was at Great Barrington, Massachusetts... Mr. Great Barrington! <laughs> no. Anyways. No, I was in Sheffield. I got it okay. from the Sheffield Library. Mr. I should give a Sheffield. shout out to the actual library that I got it from. Yeah, you should. Um, Good library? Solid library? A small library. Small. Smaller, uh, probably like one of the uh, satellite libraries around us. Okay. So all libraries satellite around yes, us. That's true. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, We're the sun. Not no, right. it was, Not it was really, a smaller folks. library. Um, it was just one of the sci-fi books. I don't know. I can't remember why I picked it up because I wasn't like, oh, I've got to read all the Hugo winners. Okay. That wasn't why. Um I think I just knew the book was supposed to be good. Okay. And it was famous. And I knew it was supposed to be better and different than the movie, which I hadn't seen at that point. Okay. I'd only seen, like, 
bits and pieces. So of now, it. were you going specifically to check out Starship Troopers, or you were just browsing the sci-fi section? I think I looked for it specifically. Okay. I think I had heard some people talking about it in a podcast. I think I was listening to Writing Excuses at the time, and they had mentioned it. Okay. So that seems right. Yeah, right. yeah, because that was the summer I was. Uh, I, ha- I was listening to them. So I think they had said something. I think they had talked about uh, military sci-fi and everything. I was like, I should read some of the classics. So I think I looked for it specifically, got it, and was really surprised how much I liked it. Okay. So how old were you, did you say? <laughs> this was between school years. This was like 2010. Okay. So that was a good summer. That was the same summer I read So what were you, like, like 15? 2010? Oh, 2010. Sorry. Yeah. I thought you said 2000. No, I was right. like... 23 oh okay 24 all right so i get it yeah interesting i'd be 24 i'd be turning 24 okay not important so there's no so there's no like sequels or anything to this right i don't think so just the standalone book and then he writes lots of other things so you don't ever see these characters again i don't think so okay unless you watch starship troopers the movie so have you (laughs) right and there's like five of those now yeah so you read this just once, or have you reread it? No, since? I've only read it once. Okay. So I haven't had so time to go back to it. So just once in 2010. Yeah. Okay. It's really good. Interesting. All right. All well, right. What about you? Pleasure yes. of my company. Pleasure How old are you? 15? No, <laughs> but close. I was I was not looking for this, actually. I You I gave was, me a newer one. No, I was at my... No, it's not. Star, no, I mean, Starship Troopers was written in the 60s or 70s. Oh, yeah. By, or 50s, I think. And, uh, yours was written in 2004. First published 2003. I see. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so yes, I was on my first library job at <gasps> Willard Public Library. Will wet behind Michigan. the ears, Nick Gunning. Yeah, that's like, right. Please, sir, here's your library yeah. card. Thank and you. And they they do this thing where I kind of wish we did it here, honestly, because it was very helpful. But we had the bestsellers had their own a bestseller sticker, uh-huh. and they could be checked out for ten days. They were not holdable. They had steep fines. Right. It was just sorry, seven days. You just came in, you yeah. got it for a week. That was yeah. it. Ex- Florida calls them express books. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, that was just luck of the draw. You know, right. there'd be there'd be a million of copies on hold, but mm-hmm. if you happened to come in and it was there, yeah. you know, then you could take it. And so I saw this one, and it was just on the bestseller shelf just all the time, you know. And I cannot remember if I'd already read Shop Girl or if this was the first one hmm. that I've read. Okay. I, I don't remember, like, what order right. that went in. But, um, yeah, I picked this up. I like the cover. It's a guy doing that. That hugging, hugging thing, yourself yeah. thing, which is oh. classic. Yeah, so classic. James Bond does it in uh, Diamonds Are Forever. Yeah, to convince somebody that yeah. he's, he's like he's very clever. Sean Connery doing the yeah, hugging, kissing thing the, to the himself in a corner. Thing. Dorkiest thing you'll ever see him do. Maybe so, not. This wasn't something that I've looked for. I mean, I've always been a Steve Martin fan, so I, I know I was interested in like, oh, Steve Martin's. Has he books. done anything besides these two books? Shop Girl and Pleasure in My Company. Yeah, he's he Shop Girl came first, then Pleasure in My Company, and then in 2010. Uh, he wrote the object of an object of beauty, okay. and Shop Girl and Pleasure of My Company are, I guess, I would say probably novellas. They're they're about what? Yeah, one, it was a shorter one, one fifty. Yeah. Shop Girl's so. a movie. Pleasure of My Company is not not a movie. Okay, no. Nope. And then the Object of Beauty is a full out novel. I probably like that one the least, but I've also read some of his just humor books. Like okay. Pure Drivel is hilarious. Does he do anything besides writing? Steve, Steve Martin. Martin. Yeah. Uh, he's he's a he's a banjo player. Oh, plays the banjo. okay. Yeah. Plays the banjo. Cool. Yeah. Good for him. So, so Steve Martin, author and banjo and player. And banjo player, and that's it. All right. Unfortunately, that's Charm. all. That's yeah. everything. So I picked this up. I read it. I loved it. I've read pretty much all the other stuff he's written now. I've read his plays, Picasso with the Lapinagil, and all that stuff. Big fan. So I loved this book. 
and I first read it, you know, just old school read it. And then old school, what's, what's the new school of reading well, it? You know, like a, just a, a book, not like an ebook or, okay. or anything like that. Sure. Which is important because of the, there's, there's diagrams in it. You know, that's true. There's all sorts of, there's a lot of visual yep. things. Um, and then, I don't know how long ago, since, since I've been married, so in the last 10 years, uh, I got the audiobook version of it, and my wife and I listened to it on a road trip. And she loved it as well, but it changed a lot without the diagrams. That's a pretty. It's a pretty big part of the book, I think. You know, mm-hmm. so different. I still loved it. She loved it without them, but I, you know, okay, thought that was really helpful. Yeah. So, what? Talk to me about it. What do you think? I liked it. The like maybe the last third. I feel like I feel like it was past the. It, it takes a turn, uh, but like for a while, it doesn't really seem like it has a plot. You yeah, know? that's it's just true. kind of like a day in the life of this guy. Yeah, and then. The last third of the book suddenly has a plot and like a journey and everything. So that was kind of like, oh, I kind of had to like, you well, know, I shake think... myself back into it. What is okay? So the I'm trying. I was going to grab it. Do you have a synopsis up? Yeah. Are you there? You want to read the synopsis? Oh boy, uh, Daniel Pecan Cambridge, thirty, thirty-five, thirty-eight, or twenty-seven, depending on how he feels that day, is a young man whose life is rich and full, provided he never leaves his Santa Monica apartment. After all, outside there is an eight-inch high curbs, and there's always horrible chance he might see a gas station attendant wearing a blue hat. So, except for the occasional trip to the Rite Aid to admire the California girl Zandy and to buy earplugs because they're on sale, he stays home a lot. And a good thing, too, or he would have never been falsely implicated in a murder, never almost seduced Philippa, never done the impossible task of jogging around the block with Brian, never ironed his pillows, and he might never have won the most average American essay contest. The Pleasure of My Company is the chronicle of a modern-day neurotic yearning to break free. Wow, you're like the Micro Machines guy going through that. Thanks, man. That's a dated reference. Sure. <laughs> so anyway. But you mean like hazardous to your health, batteries not included. Yeah, right. Yeah, okay. Uh, so if you were able to glean from that what the plot is, it basically follows Daniel Pecan Cambridge, who is obsessive compulsive and pretty much stays in his house and has very limited like human interaction. Uh, and what, so what you said about it, it's interesting to me that, that it, it wasn't really much of a plot, and then by the end it's sort of like comes yeah. to this plot and that's I know what you mean and that was one of the things that I liked about it was that you know the, your only window into the this story and the characters lives mm-hmm. are Daniel's takeaways from yeah. them you know and the things that he focuses on and the things that to him like stand out and are worth mentioning to us you know via the narrative are things that you know are not typical for that right. sort of thing. So you you have to kind of like glean from that what's happening with these characters and their lives and like the outside world because you have a very limited you have a limited window into that. And I feel like what the novel does really well is it takes all of these little things and all these little things that you pick up from Daniel and you see how they're affecting him and how he's affecting the other people and they just sort of come to this place where mm-hmm you know, resolution and addressing things is sort of forced Mm -hmm. and it, you know, goes off into this different path. So I thought it was actually, the the structure was clever in that way. Well, that's why I lent it to you. Oh, thank you. No, no, (laughs) that was me. That was me. All right. Now you have, have you read or seen Shop Girl? No. Okay. Shop Girl is, that's about a, a woman who's kind of a... I don't know. I mean, I guess a she's... A Claire Danes kind of gal. Yeah, a Claire Danes type of gal. She's just sort of flighty, like not really together. And, okay. And she she works in a shop, obviously. And then there's a there's a character who's kind of a loser who comes in and they have a little thing. Mm-hmm. And then there's an older man who comes in 
and buys something from the from the counter and has it like shipped to her and they sort of start this romance and it's just her sort of being pulled between like am I going to be you know irresponsible and flighty or am I going to go in this adult relationship and like grow mm-hmm. and the way he addresses that and the way the novel is written is just very interesting and mm-hmm. and it's I think very skilled so it's just not what I would have expected from a Steve Martin book before I read them. So if you haven't read them, I would really encourage reading all three, really. I, the Object of Beauty is my least favorite, but Pleasure of My Company and Shop Girl are great. And it was really hard for me back when we did our favorites, we did a podcast where we talked about all our favorites, to decide whether I wanted to put Shop Girl or The Pleasure of My Company. But I ultimately went with this one because because it, I just felt like it, it was just really special and unique and and it wasn't he took this character who has a disorder and he made it i don't know relatable and believable without you know going over the top or or making it offensive somehow and i thought that doing that was really delicate and difficult and he managed it so yeah i'm glad you liked it okay is there anything that like appeals to you particularly about it uh i mean it was just i liked the day in the life nature of it yeah um it took me a while to grasp the character but yeah. once i did i was like okay yeah. i like this um the the end tied up a little too neatly for me, but I Yeah, fine. I can see that. But yeah, I liked yeah. I liked why it tied up neatly. Yeah. Um I mean I don't want to spoil it for readers, but right. it was it was kind of funny. Um how it all turns out. Uh yeah. Did you like the, the so I mentioned that there are like graphs and tables and things in it. When when Daniel is going through and trying to like compartmentalize his life, he yeah. he makes these grids and he fills the grids and that makes him feel better. Mm-hmm. And so you actually see the grids being made. Did you feel that that added to the story or did yeah, you think it was I mean, I probably wouldn't think much of it if it okay. if you didn't bring him up. Yeah, see, and that's when I listened to the audiobook it wasn't a part of it. And it it didn't feel that it was missing, but yeah. I thought that it was a good addition. Yeah. So, you know who else loves graphs? Michael Crichton. Yes, man. Our first book club book here was the Andromeda Strain. It's all grabs. And I was yeah, and I was trying to get uh, an audiobook copy of it because I like to have large print, standard, and audio. Right. Where people have options, and I couldn't find it. And I was like, well, it's such a famous book. Why? Why would there not be one? Yeah. And then I read it and was like, yeah. oh, yeah, this is fifty percent scientific yeah. graphs. Yeah. So <laughs> that doesn't really translate yeah. to audio very well. Yeah. But yeah, that happens. So Starship Troopers. Uh huh. For me. Yeah. Um. I, I really did like it. And I got to say, I, I expected a different fate. I don't want to give things away, but I expected a different fate for Rico. Yeah. I thought things were going in a different direction. Yeah. And, uh, well, and what did you think when you originally... Um, I don't really think I thought much of his okay. fate. Okay. Um, I, I guess for me, I wasn't too worried about him. Mainly because it's told in the first person narrative. Yeah. And uh, even when they're like, just because I'm telling the story doesn't mean I survive at the end of this, is always just kind of BS. Mm-hmm. It's like, yes, you, you are going to yeah. survive. Right. That's how it works. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, all, you, <laughs> all you've asked me is about the fate of the character. I thought it was fine. No, well, I, I guess what I liked about wasn't it wasn't even was a thing that I thought of it when I put that book down. I'm like, huh, interesting take on the fate of this character. I think it's a good... One of the things that really struck me was that, like, you know, I would... I, you go, like, 100 pages without ever having anything that would tell you that it was a sci-fi book. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which I thought was interesting. You know, it's yeah. not what I was expecting at all. He spends a lot he spends a lot of time in high school. 
Is that right? No, not, not well, high school. No, not much. I mean, I know what you mean. There's, yeah, there's not that much. But just while they're going through the training and everything, right. you know, you go through a long time without them saying, like, bugs or, yeah. you know, the, the special equipment or anything like that. You just don't hear it. It's just like, you know, boot camp or whatever yeah. that he's just going through. And I thought that was unique. And I think that, like, this would appeal to non-sci-fi fans yeah. too because it's really not a huge part of it yeah. I think uh, you know its relationship with the military is kind of interesting did, did you read that? yeah uh, I think it's controversial for that he's like super gung-ho militarized uh, America in that book it feels like yeah um, well it's on it's on the reading list for the Marine Corps and the Navy it's true that and Ender's Game which is uh, are both in there Ender's Game really? yeah interesting I'm telling you man you're the only one on earth who's like oh this no is poop. I, I mean no no I just don't uh, yeah, it seems like the message of Ender's Game is no uh, but it's more about the strategy okay yeah um, and the ability yeah, it to... seems like the strategy of Ender's Game is to manipulate unsuspecting soldiers into yeah. action well it <laughs> seems like an odd one for the military anyway <laughs> but um, tactics, then. Yeah. I don't want to get into it. Sorry. Anyway. No, that's all right. I mean, that that Starship Troopers is kind of like gung-ho, like, military. Yeah. Recruitment. Yeah, you, oh, know, you got To get your franchise, you got to have spent so many times in... To, franchise in that, uh, the ability to vote. To, to vote in that mm. universe, you got to spend a certain amount of time in the military. In Starship Troopers? Yeah. Oh, okay. So. Huh. Yeah, that's exciting stuff. Yeah. I, I liked, too, how he... He, you know, he was going through. You basically follow this character Juan Rico from, you know, his before he's ever in. You know, you do see him sort of not. I don't know. I was, I guess, as a teenager, mm-hmm. and then, um, you know, you go. He goes through the ranks and yeah. he goes through different things. And I liked how he, he Heinlein would basically just tell us the interesting parts. You know, he'd go for a long time. And there's a couple times in the books where he's like, you know, and then we did like basic training, which was I'm not going to talk right. about. It. I'm just going to move on to the next thing. He did that a couple of times, sort of move time ahead and not yeah. bog us down with. You know what would be a montage in a movie, yeah. You know? And he wasn't; he just didn't bother. He just yeah. said, "You know what happened," so boom, we'll move on. Yeah. I liked how it begins with a, kind of an actiony scene. You know, yeah. with the with you remember what I'm talking about, where he's he's in special armor and he's like heading down to the planet and everything. Yeah. It was a cool start. I liked that, and I like how it sort of stepped back from that and, and took it from a smaller level. Mm-hmm. His relationship with his teacher I thought was interesting. You remember that? His teacher who kept would write him letters and stuff and, oh, yeah. and while he was in there and yeah. how he had turned out to actually be someone with status and, yeah. and it was a big deal. Yeah. So. Yeah, it was, uh, his interest, I, after reading that one, I read Forever War and Forever War has like the, almost the, like the opposite message mm-hmm. about how war is a waste of time yeah. and everything by using time dilation, um, to tell it. Um, and so like, I like reading them cause they're good, like counterbalances. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Did you think that, um, I guess I just, I, he, the way, I couldn't tell if we were supposed to feel like he was being manipulated or, or brainwashed at all, or if he was just like... I think it's both. In the right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think it so. is both, which was interesting to yeah. me, because they're clearly, I think, I mean, by the, get to, by the time you get to the end, I think it's pretty clear that there is an element of like, that's just part of the training, that they yeah. have to like... Yeah. You know, buy into this completely. Mm-hmm. You know, even the questions that he's given him, like, you know, what do you think in this situation? And would you make an exception here? It's just this little stuff. And you sort of see him thinking, well, I know what he wants me to say. I don't know how I really feel. Yeah. And then he kind of goes with it. Yeah. So uh, I, I guess I liked that it sort of ended that it wasn't. 
I think it was more just that he was excited about being in the military and was like a good soldier mm-hmm. rather than like him being somehow victimized or manipulated. Yeah. I thought it was almost a twist. I mean, for now, you know, if you, I think if you, if this story, like this was written now, you know, you get to the end and of course, like the, the top brass are evil, you mm-hmm. know, but you know, for a story this time, that's not the case, yeah. and, you know. I think coming at it from from how I expect things to be now in 2016, it was it took a different route that yeah. I than I expected, and I liked it because yeah. of that. So, all right. Well, should we give each other a new one? Yes. So we should. Let me ask you one thing: Would you read another Steve Martin? Mm, I mean, he only read the other two. I guess. Yeah. yeah. N- not not excitedly though. You're not curious about Shop Girl because of Pleasure of My Company. I guess I liked Pleasure of My Company. Mm-hmm. So. I don't know. I don't okay. Know. Maybe. All right. I would read another Hyman. Nice. I haven't read. I haven't read tons of like classic science fiction. I know, man. I actually haven't read tons of science fiction. Period. Outside of like, I know, man. you know, series. That's why I was sent to you. So you, yeah, yeah. you were also to balance out. So your... yeah, I think I would pick another one. If you find another one that you think that I would like, some of the ones, some of these retro ones that you're reading that you talk about in the podcast, I, I always think, oh, I should read that. That sounds fun. Fun. So when you find All right, another well, one, you give it to me. I didn't bring a sci-fi one this time. <sighs> okay. I, th- I think I know what you brought. You probably do, because I've talked about it before. All right. Huh. Let me just reach over. Okay. I'm going to fall backwards and die. Do that. I got it. All right, man. Uh, my book for you is Call of the Wild slash White Fang. Ah, this is like your favorite. Yeah. So I read both. I read the whole thing. I guess it's up to you. You should read both. Okay. Because you can kind of cycle into the other one. Are they connected at all? No, though you could have... You could, I guess, like fanfic them as being the uh, uh, the father of either one. You could okay. either decide White Fang's the father of uh, Buck from Call of the Wild, or vice versa. Okay. So all right. <laughs> so this is. I mean, how did you discover these? I read the illustrated classics when I was a kid. Are they abridged? Because they're short, right? They are short, short, but I think they are abridged. Okay. I mean, you know how like every other page in those are were the illustrations. Yeah, for the illustrations. Um, but. Uh, the summer 2009 during the summer I got that copy I was like I loved these when I was a kid I wonder if I like them still and I did nice so they're great I'm gonna read it I, you know how I am to. about wolves and I do, animals yeah. in general yeah so how did you feel when Liam Neeson kept punching them with little glass bottles no that was a good you know, like you were alright with <laughs> yeah. that okay well actually asked my wife after watching The Grey I was in a pretty like melancholy existentialist yeah. state were you on Team Wolf you can tell me I was on team both. Okay. I wanted both to win. You wanted both. I to wanted win. them to form an alliance to oh, save wow. each other's species. That, yeah, that would be good. Yeah. That yeah. would be good. I wanted Liam Neeson to go into the wolf den and like, I'm here to save our species. Speaking of which, uh, Warcraft, the movie, which I'm stealing that line from the trailer, mm-hmm. uh, made forty six million dollars its first day in China. Hmm. So that's all. I thought I'd share that. Is it? It's out. Oh, just in China. It's not out. It comes out this Friday. All right. Are you going to uh, go see it? I'd like to. It's supposed to be very bad. Mm. It's supposed to be not a good movie. But okay. Warcraft, World of Warcraft and StarCraft and those kind of games are huge in China and Asia in general. So it looks like they're all just going to the movie wow. to see Warcraft. $46 wow. million dollars in one day is huge. Yeah. There are movies that don't make that in their entire run, let yeah. alone their opening weekend. So that is now the highest grossing like the, to make that most amount of money at that time. Ever in China? So wow, really? It, it beat out Fur- It beat out Furious Seven. Wow, which was the one to make the most money that fast. Jeez. So, yeah. So it might bomb in America and still be like a huge hit overseas, yeah. like so. Terminator Genesis. Yeah, but they're not doing that anymore. No, 
It's, it's I think they realized it was still. We'll see. You never know. Yeah, yeah I'm you sure. Do. My kids will be seeing bad Terminator reboots, and I'll be Probably. like, no, just watch Judgment Day. Yeah, stupid kids. I like three. You, you don't, don't like three? Like, three's fine. I don't like Salvation at all. Three's fine. Three has a strong ending, but the problem with three is that it kind of nullifies everything that happened in two. Like two's like futures, whatever we make of it, and three's like the future's determined. Yeah, because we got to keep this going. That's true. So, but it was still good. I remember really liking three when I saw it. Your favorite Terminator, Sarah Connor Chronicles? No, the, the TV series. No, I only ever that watched ran the for pilot. two seasons. No, nope. and that's your favorite. No, wow. stop that! It's Terminator Two. Huh? You know it is. Oh, the second season you liked better. Ah. Anyway, Brian Austin Green. Is oh that my right? gosh! You're a big, you're a big BAG fan. So anyway, yes. Uh, Call the Wild White Fang. Okay. I think you'll like them. All right. Well, I'm choosing for you. You you probably know. Let's see. Do you want to say it? No. I'll Let's say make it. a prediction. Let's okay. see if you got it. All right. I think it's domestic violence. It is domestic oh violence. That's violent the flower. Yeah. Not violence as in the rage crime. So domestic <laughs> violence. <laughs> domestic violence. <Wow. laughs> By Matthew Norman. Yeah. A novel. Hey, yeah. it's that thing you love. I do love it when they A story a of love, loss, ambition, and the Pulitzer Prize. That was so boring. Pretend I didn't say that. No, that was so right. boring. You described it to me. We'll see. It's if this really puts good. me in a bad place. If I start questioning my life and marriage and everything, you're to blame for giving me this book. <laughs> it starts so good. All that's right. that's what hooked. I discovered this book on my nook. I was looking for like it was like a new and notable type thing, right. you know? And I was looking at this, and I read a sample, and it just starts so funny and so clever. I loved it. Nice. So this was, I don't know how... We should mention that we have both Call of the Wild and White Fang and Domestic Violets in yeah. our library in, system. In our, so I'm, you can read along with us. I, well, Eric's going to check out our copy, okay. which I'm holding in the palm of my hand. All right. So I've been passing it over. So how, should we give ourselves a list? I feel like we should, probably. A list? I mean, a, a time frame. Should we say a month? I think that's what we said last time. All right, but should we we say a month and mean it? We'll see. We'll see what future Nick and Eric can commit to. We're going to say roughly a month on behalf of our future selves. So I'm reading Domestic Violets. And I am reading The Call of the Wild and White Fang. Wait, can I give you two books? That's what I have. It's different. But that's like one book. You know, I can't, I think it's just because I can't decide which one I like the most. Probably White Fang. But I love Call of the Wild. Okay. So. All right. I'm going to get in there. Yeah. I'm going to tear it up. Library news? What do you got coming up, buddy? But I mean, we've talked about. It. We're all just getting ready for summer reading. Yes, we sure right are. Now, so yes, we are. The summer reading program Turned is in the air. Yeah, got a lot of movies scheduled for the summer. Sure, got a lot of uh, book clubs. Yeah, we got some special guests. Mm-hmm. We've got a fun Star Wars show. Yeah, for we should kids. have somebody fun talk about this. Oh, really? Like who? <laughs> just kidding. Our final concert before Music on the Lawn takes over, June 16th. We have the Young Sisters, yeah. 7 o'clock. Yeah. Good show. Join us. Yeah. I think that's pretty much it. Uh, yeah. I guess the next movie I'm showing for, like, on a Friday is going to be, I think it's July 1st. I think that's uh, Star Wars. Okay. Cool. That's exciting. Episode 7. Yeah. Force Awakens. Do, 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 no, Force do, Awakens. Do, 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 do. Didn't oh. use that at all. Okay. And what's funny about that is, like, it's John Williams. Yeah. He just didn't use his own stuff. He didn't use his own stuff. Then he also didn't really use anything fun in Seven. It was kind of a disappointing score. Yeah, it was. In Seven. It had some good themes, but nothing was just callbacks. Like, none of the new stuff was, like, as good as. There was no, like, standout new thing. Because, like, you probably don't know most of Phantom Menace soundtracks, yeah. but you do know Duel of the Fates. And uh, for two, like, you don't know much of it, but you know, like, I know uh, Love Song, Love Across the Stars, or whatever okay. it is. The, uh, 
the theme from it. And then well, three has the cool uh, Battle of the Heroes theme. Yeah. So like they each got like a standalone that yeah. fans can like, but I yeah. don't feel like seven well, got one. We have this soundtrack in our CD collection, so if you haven't heard it, you can check it out. Yeah. But you're right, because there are tracks like Ray's theme or there's a, there's a Finn theme, I guess. Yeah. Those should have meaning. You know, no. we should hear those and, and they should evoke yeah. something. But I couldn't, for the life of me, yeah. hum that. So, yeah. But I can hum. That's not humming it, though. Oh. <laughs> no, that's hard. Yeah. You got to doodle it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. What about spotlights? Are we going to do a Neil Gaiman spotlights? We've been talking about it forever. Is that finally going to happen? I think you'd have to read some Neil Gaiman first. I'll read more. I read some little things. You do have my Marvel 1602. <gasps> that's right. House. Yeah, I've been using it as a, as a coaster. Ah, so don't tell good. me that. A cookie sheet, actually. A cookie sheet? Yeah, I make sandwiches on it, too. So. <laughs> well, it, it survived a dorm fire, I That's think. true, yeah, so. yeah. Yeah, and I've been reading it in the tub, so. <laughs> okay. It's fine. It's fine. Um, I'm trying to think of what other comic books by Neil Gaiman. I could read a Neil Gaiman book. You've read, you've already I, read his Batman I've right? read his children's books. Oh, that's true, so you beat me there. Yeah. So, um, that's it. And I've seen lots of the movies. I love Stardust, back when that came out. I've seen Coraline. I don't know. I'll read some Neil Gaiman stuff. Okay. What do you think I should read? Listeners, tell me what you think I should read for Neil I Gaiman. I keep saying Neverwhere, thinking it's the obvious answer. And then every time I talk to somebody, like, oh, I couldn't get into Neverwhere. I'm like, what the heck? It's really big. It's long, too. Neverwhere? That's a, that's a big one. No. No, what? it's not. It's Are you serious? Read. Our copy is, like, huge. Because it's like, no, I think Neverwhere is a quick read. Oh, okay. Well, listeners, send me what you think I should read by Neil Gaiman. If you have any other author suggestions that you'd like us to spotlight, let us know. We're going to talk Star Trek next month, so if you've got thoughts on either the fiction or the movies, let us know. Now, I guess that's it. We'll see you at episode 43. No, this is episode 43. You're right. Thanks for tuning in to episode 43. <laughs> okay, bye.